Curtis Samuel back at practice. Is Sam Howe saving everyone's job? And a key stat on how to beat Geno Smith. All that and more on your 9 November Daily Commanders update. Let's go! Greetings and salutations. Welcome to your Daily Commanders update here on Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry, a part of the Believe Network. And we are sponsored by Bet Online. That's right. The last of the major sports pro leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and prediction. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile mobile access at any time head to the bet online today and remember to use our promo code believe for your 50 percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts and we are going to start not with the football news today here on ref the district but actually some bittersweet news on the commander's staffing situation it's bye-bye to joey colby begovich here joey socrates as he's known on twitter he posted his bittersweet news and that is that he'll be leaving the washington commanders joey has been a part of this organization now for a couple of years and he's really been trying to improve that fan experience that you see on game day he's one of the good ones in the organization as, as some people like to say and and he really is. He he. You can tell he really cares about the job. He really cares about the fan experience and trying to bring something for us as fans. So Joey will be missed, uh, but we do wish him the best as he heads over to Chicago to get back near family and work in the MLS for the Chicago Fire. Now we just have to hope that the, of course, our DC United beats that Chicago Fire whenever they match up again. So maybe we'll see Joey again sometime on the sideline for that uh, let's now get back into the practice session there as good news for washington curtis samuel was working during the portion of open practice uh so too were jonathan allen and kendall fuller both were out on vet days yesterday while the byron bringle and jameson crowder and diami brown have been filling in reasonably well while curtis samuel is out Curtis Samuel has been a revelation this season. He's really blossomed under this Eric Benemy offense, putting himself in space and, you know, getting racking up yards after the carry or catch even. And he really is somebody who we wanted to be three years ago or three seasons, two seasons ago now when we signed him. Now we're finally getting to see why Washington signed him to a big deal. He might not be with Washington after this year because of the season contract, but he is an offensive playmaker, especially in this system. In fact, for the first few weeks of the season, you could have actually argued that he was wide receiver one as Terry McLaurin was slow to start the season. And really, Jahan Dotson hasn't picked up until these last two games. Now, what will be interesting is will his return lessen Jahan Dotson's impact because these last two games, that's where Curtis Samuel's toe has really been playing a factor. I do think there's enough to go around here against the Seahawks, and I would only expect Byron Pringle 
uh, Jameson Crowder and Deami Brown's catches and targets to be reduced and not Jahan Dotson. So if you're a fantasy lover, just keep that in mind for your team. Uh, bad news for Stoner here as he's getting called out by Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy during his time on podium today about John Bates. Uh, by the way, congratulations. Just welcomed his first child. Uh, Bates, he has a workman's mentality. He's better than anyone gives him credit for. Looking at you, Stoner. Looking at you. John Bates has been, I think, cr- criminally underrated by this team. I'm not going to say that he's good. When you're talking about tight ends, he's very much a solid backup tight end. You're tight end to. He's nothing flashy when it comes to receiving. And I know a lot of people want those flashy wide receiver type tight ends. And he's just not that. He is solid. He'll find the space. We have seen him make some big catches downfield, which I think are great. It's not his strength. And so when you get those, take them and love them and cherish them because they're going to be few and far in between. But what he does is he is absolutely the wa- the best blocker blocking tight end for Washington. And so I think he's finding his way into this offense because he's doing the little things right. Now remember that because we'll be talking about that when it comes to the offensive line here in a little bit. But let's shift over to the other side of the field, and that's Jack Del Rio, who had his time on the podium today as well. He says, it's kind of like we put our neck out there each week. Some weeks it gets chopped off. I would like this week to be one of those weeks where it does not get chopped off. Same, coach. Same. One of the reasons why they haven't been successful, Jack Del Rio knows, is the explosive plays. It's the biggest problem for the defense and that Washington does play solid in a lot of other areas, but they haven't been able to prevent those big plays. Stevenson having a 64-yard touchdown run was one of those. Now, that actually got talked to with Jack Del Rio with the media there as Jonathan Vilma had talked about how that play developed and happened, and we had talked about it as well. You saw Jamin Davis and... David Mayo hit that same gap. And that was actually, you know, looking like that was where it was designed. But after the play happened, Jack Del Rio pulled up the iPad, showed Jamie Davis what went wrong. And that was exactly what happened with those two hitting the same gap. It gave Stevenson some wide open space. 64 yards later, he's putting six on the board. This team needs to figure that out. They need to be able to work down those big plays. This isn't a very flashy defense right now. They like to play things in front of them. Jack Del Rio wants them to play sound technical defense. It's why there are certain players no longer on this team because they might have flashiness, but they weren't having that technically sound defense that Jack Del Rio wants from his players. We'll see whether or not they're able to do this against Seattle, who has a couple of explosive wide receivers at their disposal. And Kenneth Walker is no joke either as a running back. So while the Seattle offense hasn't been lighting it up, Washington's been known to give up those big plays. So that'll be something to watch on Sunday for the game. Well, another thing to watch will be whether or not Eric Bieniemy decides to run the ball. Eric Benjamin on the run game here, courtesy of Lake Lewis. I think our guys did a heck of a job maintaining consistency. 
He said the old line wanted more, to do more as far as the run. He mentioned in order to do it, they must keep doing the little things correctly that they have been. Washington seems to be moving more and more into a closer pass to run ratio. It's never going to be in the run's favor. It's not going to be the Ron Rivera, Marty Mayhew dream of two runs to one pass. That's just not Eric Vietnamese's mindset. But his mindset is, is that the players have to do the little things correctly. This was something we were praising Eric Bienemy for early on during the OTAs and the summer practices and everything, we said that, hey, we like the fact that he's having them run it, run it again and run it again. And he's getting into the players and he's making this hard for them because he knows that these little details are important. He's pulling off the starters because they weren't doing it. And now we're seeing that in the season. So the sounds like from reading this, they, they're not running the ball as much because they haven't – it's not that they haven't earned it, but it's because they, they're not doing the things that Eric Benemy wants them to do, so he's been staying away from it. So will they be able to do this against Seattle? Maybe those little things right, like we talked about with John Bates just a moment ago, Is he gonna? are they going to do the little things right that makes Eric Benemy feel comfortable with running the ball? I've talked about the run struggles with this offensive line. Stoner knows that offensive linemen like to run the ball because they get to move forward rather than being pushed back. Well, the thing is, is Washington's offensive line has not been very good at pushing the ball forward. And you even see this last week against the Patriots, who aren't necessarily a very sound defense. But a lot of the times our backs were having to make special plays in the backfield because the blocks were missed. And that's something that they need to get fixed. We saw four-man pressure be able to beat seven-man coverage. Those are those little details that Eric Bidemi wants his offensive line to fix. And now is the time that they need to fix it as they have a tough task ahead of them with the rest of their schedule. One of the hardest, top 10 hardest schedules remaining for Washington so those little details going to be coming up important. Well, speaking of that long stretch there, Sam Howe may or may not be saving people's jobs with his play. At least Grant Paulson is asking the question. If Sam Howe finishes strong and enters the guy territory, might it save Rivera and the Martys? Saying good discussion. I think... That is a good discussion, Grant. And so thanks for allowing us to have it here on Ref the District. So let us know what you think of that as far as the conversation right here in the comment section of YouTube. Or if you're listening to us on one of the audio platforms, make sure you leave a rating and review and then hit us up on one of our social media platforms. As far as I'm concerned, you know, if you're looking at two options, binary type options, option A meaning Sam Howe, does so well that Ron Rivera and the staff continue here in Washington next season or option B being everybody gets fired and we bring in new staff. I think it's option B. And I know that that might seem a little crazy given that you want some continuity. And that was one of my questions to Jason Campbell when we had him on was What's it like to have an offensive coordinator change every year? And it's daunting. You just finally get into a rhythm and now you're having to change things over and it's not good for the development of the young QB. 
So maybe they do try to keep an Eric the enemy on, but I just don't see a world where Harris and the ownership group looks at the staff and sees maybe a nine and seven team, or rather, I guess, nine and eight team in the 17 game season, you know, and says, yeah, okay, we've got a QB. This staff is doing well. That's still three losing seasons or two losing seasons and one 500 season to go with a possible winning season. I just don't know that that is a recipe for success. I think you have to be able to pull the trigger and start fresh and start new. And yes, it might hurt the development of Sam Howell, but if you bring in the right offensive uh, minded coaches, then I think that you'll be doing just fine. And maybe just maybe if Sam Howell's proving that he's him, maybe just maybe Eric Bienemy is as well. I know a lot of you, would love to see him as a head coach. I want to see him continue to develop as an offensive coordinator as we close the seasons. So one of the things that has been uh, big here for Washington is whether or not they uh, can keep Sam Howe upright. And I apparently have lost this slide, so I won't be able to bring you up the information uh, which is unfortunate because there are some several good stats from John Keim on the sack rate, how much it's been improving. So hopefully they will be able to continue improving in that front because keeping Sam Howell, Sam Howell upright is allowing him to go through his progressions. It's allowing him to make those quick decisions and he's seeing the blitz better. And this is very important for Washington and whether or not Sam Howell can do a good job as far as keeping that offense on the field in moving. Well, one of the things that Washington's going to have to do is make sure that Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks offense doesn't get moving. In fact, John Kime here with more good stats on how to contain Geno Smith inside the pocket. He is uh, seventh in pass attempts, sixth in passing yards, 13th in pass completion or that's, sorry, that's outside the pocket. Inside the pocket, he's 22nd in attempts, 20th in yards, 19th in completion percentage, six touchdowns, six interceptions, 17 sacks. So Washington, we talked about them doing their job and what Jack Del Rio wants, technically sound football play. If they're able to keep Geno Smith in the pocket, they might be able to ruffle his feathers and get him to make mistakes Easier said than done, John Kime says. And that, yeah, it is. And we've seen Washington struggle a lot with running QBs. Now, Geno Smith hasn't been running particularly well this season, but he doesn't have to pick up legs with his feet. If he can, if he doesn't have to pick up yards with his feet, he can always pick that up if he just moves outside the pocket, as those stats say. So it'll definitely be something we're going to have to talk to Lofa Tatupu on Saturday about. That's right. Former Seattle Seahawks player is going to be here with us on Ref the District to break down the Seattle game from the Seattle perspective. So make sure you check that out Saturday afternoon. And then, of course, you can check us out live on Sunday as we do the play-by-play and commentary. It's a great time. Be sure to be there. But uh, until next time, just make sure that you're tuned in. Hit that like button. We're presented by Bet Online. And until next time, be a fan.